Okay, and welcome to episode two of Let's Talk About It. So we are going to talk about recovery. Well, we're probably not going to talk about recovery. Oh, we just said motivation. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. We did just... seconds, you literally right? said, oh, we talked about recovery in the first one. Okay. Scott wasn't there. Recovery then. Yeah. Because he was recovering. <laughs> okay, so we're going... recovering from brain trauma. Yeah. Oh, so reminded to turn your screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I got that bit. I got that bit. Well, you said yeah. that bit, didn't you? So oh, is that, yeah. that going in? That'll go in. Oh. Just do it from that oh. instead. There we go. go from that. Like starts that. off with me. Like everything, starts and ends with me. Yeah. <laughs> it does indeed. It does indeed. Right, so, motivation. <laughs> yeah. so we, wanted, we, wanted, we wanted to choose something that was relevant for the time, so motivation is a big one. Yes. The, the two tests of motivation are going to be carry on training without the gym, even though they're just sort of reopening them yeah. in whatever form conditions they're in. Awesomeness, also it's just to do anything in general. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. how do we carry on training? Or if you're someone that should have really started up something, how do you get motivated enough to start even though you've only got like outside your living room, bodyweight movements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so I think why, why is that difficult? Yeah, I think um from a motivation point of view, we've all had times where we've gone I don't want to do this. Or I've got something else to do. Or yeah. Owly. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you're in the gym, sometimes it's, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So me, things get in the way of the gym, so it's kind of like, it's the, yeah, it's, a bit, well, I can't it's like the fallacy of motivation, I think, when it's like, you, you couldn't stop people going, when you're really dedicated and you've got to love it, you can't stop them going to the gym. So it's like, a bit of a flaw really, because it's not really, the really dedicated ones that are always training, you see them achieving a lot, and it's like, well, you couldn't stop them going to the gym, so that's not really a dedication bit for them. Motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Their motivation is, is they just don't think about it. Yeah. They're just like, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna they don't think just I'm going doing the thing. And then when it's over, they're like, oh yeah, they uh, they they live for yeah. the gym, don't they? So, so that's we're talking more people that have not haven't always been into fitness and yeah. they're trying to do or trying to carry on going their fitness. Well no, I think yeah, so are you, are you are you new to fitness? Um have you been off for COVID? Because have you obviously there's a lot of people who haven't had access to gyms or mm. if they have had access to gyms as of recently. They don't want to go to them. Yeah. They're too scared to go to them. Um, so it's kind of like, what it's can they do necessarily? I mean, yeah, things have changed. The world's a different place Change is a big thing for people. People's resistance to change is where they're going to find yeah. it difficult. It's where they get their motivation is going to have to carry them past that and just get them to the gym because it's going to look, it's hard for them to go to the gym, go to their swim, go and do their cycling, weight training, whatever it might be. So the very fact that it's all changed again is going to be a lot for them. And going to the gym is difficult for them again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a good point, yeah. and I think probably the best thing to do is to uh, have a look at each of us and say, right, what's our motivation? Like, why are we doing it? And then what can people look for in themselves to say, okay, why do I want to do this? So, what's my goal? And I think you know that the key thing is, what is your goal? You know, it might not be you need to go to the gym for your goal. It might be just get up and walk. Mm-hmm. It might be you know instead of getting in the car and going to the shops to pick up your milk, you take a walk or you take a light jog or something like that, just to yeah. add a bit of movement. And I think sometimes people get a bit confused with fitness as always being, you know, like bodybuilders, powerlifters, yeah. you know, Olympic lifters, all that sort of thing, as opposed to just classifying things and, and turning things into little segments of things where it can just be something you can do a broad range of stuff. It's not just yeah. like nightmare to do that. Yeah. I think one, one point on motivation would be that there's sort of two sides to it. There's the goal that should motivate you, or when you finally feel like you're, looking good and feeling good or you're finally strong as you want to be or you finally go and compete in that competition you want to compete in and there's also the side of it the journey you take to get there so the, the journey just that going through it day yeah. in day out and the sort of story of it all 
is should be a bigger motivation than getting there, but people don't really see that. They don't enjoy the process of that. No, and I think, especially for me, I'm speaking for myself here, I mean, I've known Scott since I was a kid, and um, kind of got to know you more through training than anything else. Yeah. And that itself, you can build friendships. It's not just um, the, the, the journey of the fitness side of it. It's you start to you get to know people in the gym, people yeah. you wouldn't normally talk Speaking to. Speaking of that. Um, it can be intimidating. You can be, you know, an experienced gym person. You can still be a bit intimidated to go to certain areas of the gym. You think, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing. People might judge me on it. But I think, in the main, most gym goers are all there for the same reason. They're all there because you know they enjoy some form of fitness. Yeah. And you know, get those sick abs. Exactly. That's it. Everyone just wants abs, really. Exactly. I just want big walking yeah. abs. Because if you go into the gym, you'll get a Lamborghini. It's annoying. I mean, do, do any of you guys get those days, you know, when you, you get up and it's kind of like going to, it's like going to work, going to school, and you just dread it until you get there? Yeah. yeah. I get gym days like that, where you just, I just get up and I'm like, I, just, I don't want to do it today. I yeah. don't want to do it. And I've got my little bag on, I'm going to the gym. It's like, not, nope, I'm, you can't. And I get in and I'm like, well, that's bad enough, wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes they're your best days. They're, yeah, they, like, they usually are. They're, they're the day you go and you PR and you absolutely yeah. smash it. And you're like, before you joke, I didn't really want to go and do this today. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah, exactly. We joke about it pretty much like, Every couple of months, we sort of we get a warm up that feels dreadful, and you all feel slow. You don't feel like you're about to yeah. That's the squat. Set. And we always joke and say, "Well, it's going to be brilliant because your best days, your warm ups always feel terrible." It's yeah. So funny because you, you don't want to walk in and have a great warm up because it generally doesn't. You, you've almost got a bit of a false sense of I've never prepared this when you train. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. great. And you go, "Hang on, this is pretty heavy." So the best session you've ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, some yeah. of my best sessions was like. You know, I was going in and I was hitting a 200 squat every day. And I'd wake up and I'd be physically sick because I knew I had to go in and do Because just in my head, I was like, I'm hitting so 200 every day. I'd, yeah, I'd just, I'd just get up and I'd be like over the toilet, like, like just the thought of going in and hitting a squat again. <laughs> and then I'd get in and I'd hit it and I'd be like, all right, that's another tick. And it's, I think, um, uh, I think it was Seinfeld who said to a comedian, he's like, a young comedian said to him, he's like, how do you become obsessed with comedians? like, just get up every day and like write a joke and then mark it on the calendar. And the whole thing about marking on the calendar and seeing that progress makes you not want to stop writing the joke. So it's like the more you do it, the more often you do it, the process and the consistency is better for you than the actual thing that you want to yeah, do in the gym. Because yeah. yeah. some people struggle with progressive overload. They'll be going and they hit a 140 squat for five and they're like, I have to do 145 next week. I think they hate it. I mean, sometimes you can go and hit the 140 again. You know, if you're going in, it's still that consistency that helps. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking obviously quite broadly at the moment about um, our numbers. We're talking about you know, squats, we're talking about deadlifts, we're talking about 145s, 200s, all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It doesn't have to be that swim. kind of journey. It, yeah, it could be exactly that. You know, I got up today, I went to the pool, I yeah. got in, I did a length, and that's it. That's all you needed. Yeah. And then the next day is I went in, I got in, I'd done a length and a quarter. I got in at a length and a half. Yeah, if you stop swimming after a quarter, you might drown. It's at least a quarter and then getting out of the pool. Unless you just like lay there and the lifeguard's like, come on, again. You just <laughs> got a special like, little hook for you. Yeah, I'm hearing I was doing three quarters tonight. I'm not the same. Yeah. Three quarters of length. So I used to always dread Mondays because Mondays was when I was doing triathlons was my long run days. And it was also my heavy squat day. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to plan that. But my, my squat was like 120 what at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we well, what I, was, I was I was doing um, starting strength. It was in um, Den's gym, which we all kind of met. Well, we didn't then did in Den's gym, but we all trained in Den's gym. That's how we we met Chris. And uh, 
So I do a squat, Mad Max squat was probably 120 at the time, and then I'd go out and I'd do a 90 minute run every Monday. And I used to dread that every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wet Wednesdays, I used to always go and swim 1k on a Wednesday and then get a double cheeseburger afterwards. It's great. I think it doesn't matter. I mean, you're still going to be in a, a deficit. Yeah, exactly. Like, lost like 80 kilos at the time. So it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, I no. mean, that, you know, that is a, a good point. Because obviously, like I said, I've not known Chris anywhere near as long as I've known Scott. If you'd have said to me, I did, yeah, yeah. Scoot, <laughs> scoot. <laughs> One year I did while I was there, I got my spelling was atrocious. And I literally wrote two scoots, and then I was like, that's not how you spell his name. <laughs> Don't you look at me like that. It's K-E-I-R-A-N. <laughs> K-E-R. What? I can't even spell my Kearney. name. Kearney. My name is Kearney. What movie should you train for? At the moment, um, quarantine motivated me, actually, to be perfectly honest. That's kind of what got me back into training. So I was training quite hard, maybe sort of early last year, so it's December through to about April, I was training quite hard, but I was probably training for the wrong reasons. I was training just to lose weight, and that was it. it was like, it's really? Yeah, more of a kind of step thing. I was trying as much as I can just to, and I got myself down, we had this conversation again. Yeah. I've right. got myself down to 72 kilos. So I'm like pretty much on the dot. So yeah, pretty much on the dot. Um, and then when quarantine started, it was, I'm using this time to relax. Like I'm having a bit, you know, how often are you going to get 80% of your wage? Not have to go to work. So yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of the dream, and then like, people say it, and then it, it happens, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, I'm going to eat, and I'm going to yeah. drink. Just think how well your recovery is as well. Yeah. Because you're coming in here, smashing the gym, and then you, honestly, you can recover. I wasn't to start with. You're doing, yeah. To start with, it was literally, it was food and drink. And as I think for most people, it was like alcohol sales booms because there was nothing else to do. So people were just getting drunk, and they were just, you know, drinking beer, drinking wine. So it was like two bottles of wine a week, and then drinking wine, and then I thought, I've got a gym. I'm going to use it, which is what yeah. we're sat in now. And yeah, and that's another thing that motivates you is like you've got you've got something to take pride in. Yeah, so for me, it then becomes that, and then it was like, right, okay, I've said for a long time I'm going to compete again, which you know it was a long, long time ago, and I compete once, and then it was like, I think the problem for me is I've wrestled for such a long time, so I've wrestled for 13 years. I went straight from wrestling, retired out wrestling, and then went straight into powerlifting. Yeah. So there was always something going on, and when I sort of done my first competition, it was almost like, right, okay, I'm done now. I wanted a bit of time where I wasn't yeah, yeah. doing anything. It was like, I'm just going to have some time doing so nothing. So that's a bit of a uh, effect in competition. Sometimes people go through all of that and like you do achieve that goal and instead of going straight back into comps, because some sports are like that. You should be competing every week, like game sports and maybe athletics has got a bit of a short season, but you are quite consistently competing. Powerlifting can be different. You, you can definitely have times out to train and get to where you want to be. Yeah. Stick yourself back in there. Yeah, and I think when quarantine started, there was nothing to do. It was like, mm-hmm. what do you do? It was like, okay, well, I've got a gym. I'm going to use it. I'm going to set myself a goal. So my goal was 200 kilo deadlift, 200 kilo squat, and 100 kilo bench. So out of the three of them, I've already hit one of those goals. Yeah. So I'm yeah. happy to that. I and deadlift, you are, you're there, thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, until I hit the number mm-hmm. and it's filmed and it's put on Instagram for everyone to see, obviously, it doesn't really good. And then the Scott said, we haven't done the comps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not too, I mean, I don't know. If I'll ever compete again. So what? How I about you? Know. That, that's a good point. What is your motivation? I mean, it's just you know losing weight. You know, I had a tough time, and uh, yeah, caused me to to gain quite a bit of weight. So just kind of get back where I was weight wise. I think I'll be. I mean, luckily, I still lifted <laughs> while gaining a a chunk of weight. So I think I've got a good base. So it's just kind of 
weight loss is, is everything at the minute. Really Keeping the diet, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where it is. I mean, it's just kind of get back where I was. I just want to be athletic again. Yeah, I mean, I know? think that's what's kind of interesting about that. It was saying in the car on the way over here is our dynamic is so different that it kind of reaches so many different people. Yeah, yeah. What their actual goals are. I mean, Chris has been competing. He's competed at a very high level. Um, well, a high level for us. <laughs> I mean, so Britons. Like at national level, not like particularly high. Yeah. Level. But, you know, most people would consider that a fairly high level. Like, the norm. Like, you competed at Britons, you competed um, at the English, England, mm-hmm. around. So, you know, several times. And I think for you, it's more trying to get back into that. Is that right? Or Yeah, I think the work's just been. That's a good point. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I always think of like motivations, like what your goals are. So, my goal's always to be definitely to be as strong as possible. I just think. Mentally and physically, it's just the most important component to anyone's training. That's just me, and all the things I've read and the sort of people I listen to. It's just always fascinated me, um, and it's also what I went to when I was competing. Like, well, definitely powerlifting. I won't say focus on strength. That's what the sport is. But other things like when we played rugby, you have to get stronger and bigger for that to then compete in like the men's game, etc. But uh, yeah, the motivation. Good point is to get back there because work's been demanding for the last couple of years. And that is an excuse, but yeah, to get back into competing. Yeah. Uh, massive, massive goal. I think that's a good point, actually, is that work. I mean, you know, I work with so many people where it is, you know, it's a demanding job for a lot of them that work there. And, you know, the time factor becomes part of it. So what do you think for when you've got people who are working long hours and then that is that becomes the norm and then fitness mm-hmm. takes a back seat to it? And then there becomes kind of a vicious cycle a little bit because you've got that kind of, I'm not happy with myself because I don't feel good. I'm they're more than likely eating not very good food because I'm probably enjoy, enjoy working on the house. They're not going to have a job. No. So, yeah. you know, that, that becomes that kind of mental crush on them yeah. a little bit. And it's, you know, for them, to me, my advice would be, even if you're just going to get home and you're just going to go out and do a 10 minute walk, that 10 minute walk is going to make you feel so much better. Than you just sitting on the couch, and as soon as you, and I think one of the other things to do as well is you know, to just say that you're going to go and do something and then do it, but do it straight away. I think the minute you sit on the couch, you sit on your bed, you put the telly on, yeah. you go into the kitchen, you start making dinner. As soon as that happens, yeah. that's it. It's off the agenda. And I think that probably one of the key things. There's a lot few people that say, quite a few people that said it. Um, actually, one of the podcasts I listened to, I think he says like, eat the frog legs first. Because the point is, just get that done and out of the way. That's the worst part. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. And once it's done, eat the frog leg. And then, yeah, it's a Scott Baptist. And then the escargo. Yeah. So just to, you know, get it done. Get it done and out of the way. And you might not be a morning person. So getting up yeah. early might not be the best thing yeah. for you. And and there are people, you know, there are some people that are mad and get up at like four o'clock in the morning and go out and do their cardio. But that isn't most people. No. 99% of people want to stay in that bed that half an hour longer. Yeah, if it's not for you, I mean, you're already trying to make a big change in your life. You put a lot of effort into something. So why would you sort of treat yourself a little bit early and say, oh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get five, train for whatever yeah. it is. Then you start the morning routine before work. It's not realistic. Yeah. So people have no. to think what's going to be best for them. And I don't believe, I mean, in the gym, you talk about it, but like, you know, like sleep on your dead mentality. When you're in here and you're pumped up, you can say shit like that. And it's kind of a joke, but I wouldn't want to get up at 4 a.m. If you're working a nine to five and, you know, and then trying to do stuff in the evening if you've got family. You're just not recovering. Exactly. So you're not going to improve. Because no, people does. really forget about the recovery side of it. They're always yeah. like blasting, you know, all that Yeah, sort. I mean, we were said about this the other day, that one of the main things for recovery is sleep. You know, you can yeah, have yeah. as many supplements as you want. You can eat the best food in the world. 
But if you're not sleeping properly, you're doing like three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, your recovery is not going to be optimal. No. You know, you're going to have wasted all that time because nothing's getting back to the way it was. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the number one thing that makes it hard. Yeah. And I think... Like going to the... I'm tired. And it's because you're not recovering. Yeah. Just on what you were saying with uh, people or even what we were all saying about routines and doing stuff early and then doing your nine to five and then family stuff. It's like a lot of psychological theories or a lot of stuff you want to consider with um, people's behaviour is comes down to self-sabotage. Yeah. When you sort of think they probably don't really believe they're going to like deserve like, the best life they can. Yeah. They can and I've been there. Themselves. So they say, yeah. well, I'll just do that and I'll do that for other people and people see me in a better light so they'll, just, they'll be like, they're the yes person and I'll just keep doing stuff. And yeah. Then, yeah, that's never going to work towards their personal goal, is it? No, exactly. They'll, they'll have some very poor quality training to begin the day if they do it in the morning yeah. or straight after work, very poor quality training, very you know undernourished, not hydrated, just get out of the way, just do it, that's my fitness thing. It's probably yeah. done them more harm. And then go and be a dad, be a mum, whatever after it. So if you've got to really focus and it becomes... What you said, uh, you described it as a vicious cycle. Well, you need a new cycle, a new vicious cycle in the right way yeah. to get your fitness. And I think that's going. that's kind of where quarantine really sat in for me, is that there wasn't anything else to do. So it became its own routine. Yeah. It became its so that's And then going back to work, it was now in my head, certainly installed in my head, is, right, what do I need to do to make sure I can keep that routine going? And and that becomes as much a priority as making sure that the effort I'm yeah. putting into work is the same effort I'm putting into my my life. Mm. Because you know, if without being able to function properly, then you're not going to be able to put the work in that you would be doing at work. You're not going to be able to yeah. do it at home, and it just becomes like you know pushing rubbish on top of rubbish on top of rubbish. Is the thing that that bin never gets emptied. Yeah, and I think that was one good thing for quarantine is that kind of bin then yeah. got emptied and allowed us to say, right, well, how am I going to? Something people joke about getting prison jacked. Yeah. I'll go to jail just to get jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing some towels, skull crushers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as much pasta as you can put in yeah. Super noodles. Is that what they eat? And then they go and do like, I don't know, litter picking and they get on a tin of tuna for it? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that took a sour turn. <laughs> Or you could just you could just yeah. shank a guy for a couple of packs of ramen and tuna. That might well, be easy. Shank upside down, like in the cartoon. Shank. Shank. I mean, you like could. I don't think prisons like in cartoons. Home by an ankle, like give me your stuff. Little chains around the ankles. No, sir, please don't. Yeah, get out of here, kids. And then Scott stabbing somebody. Just to get the ramen. I'm going on death row now, Chris, because you decided to shake a guy. <laughs> but we thought we were going to just shank him. If we both stabbed him, they wouldn't know who it was, and we'd be scot-free. Now I'm not free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in prison for shanking somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered quite a lot then when it comes to sort of mental uh, preparedness for yeah. the gym and uh, motivation and things to keep you motivated. Um, so I think really is, you know, get up and do something. That might not be going to the gym, that might just be going for a walk, it might be going for a swim, it might just be, you know, spending time with your kids and playing with your kids. But I think it's just a case of being able to set aside a set of time that's for you and making sure that it improves yourself. So yeah. thank you for all watching uh, episode two, uh, or listening, depending on how you um, have us on this. So we will see you again shortly. Thanks for watching. Peace.